0: Well, hey there, Liberty listeners. Welcome to another episode of Liberty Sessions. And this time, we've got a really cool... Well, we always have really cool women here. I I can't say that um, the last 17 haven't been awesome. But um, today, we've got a really special story behind this brand. And I'm excited to have Ira Green in studio with us from Freedom. Freedomdeodorant.com. Don't get don't yes. get confused. I love that you're freedom and we're liberty. That's so this is gonna be great. This is gonna be a great Fourth of July, right? Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. So Ira, tell us a little bit about your company and sort of how it came to be.
1: Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. You know, this this is such a pleasure and this is so cool. And I get to come out to California. Yes. We'll have you anytime. Yeah. Nice and cool here from Las Vegas, I know. I know.
0: Except for it's maybe been too cool. We need the sun. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Come over to 110 degree weather. No, we're good. We're all set. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) So um, thank you. But um, I I do want to tell you, you know, how we came about. We got a pretty cool story. So if I do say so myself. Um, But A few few years ago, I had three friends diagnosed with breast cancer. And they were 32, 41, and 43. And they were diagnosed within a year of each other. And um, it was just, it was the oddest thing. You know, three different kinds of cancers, uh, three different treatments. um, And the one thing across the board the doctors were saying was start putting natural products on your body. Stay away from the chemicals. You know, and (laughs) one doctor said, you know, I'd advise you not to wear any antiperspirant. And I thought okay, that is so strange. Like, they're not telling you to drink less. They're not yeah. not that they were drinkers or anything like that. But yeah. the stuff you tend to hear about wasn't what they were necessarily saying. And so I did a little research. I'm a crazy single mom of three daughters, you know. So I thought, okay, what what's the sandy Perspirant thing? And um, I looked it up. And, you know, you hear a lot of good, bad, and ugly on it. And um, I tried to drown out the noise. Yeah. But what I didn't know was that antiperspirin was a drug by the FDA. Did you know that?
0: I didn't know that. Well, after I checked out your website, I Thank learned you. that. <laughs> wait, but I, but that I knew out. it wasn't Sorry. good. I knew it wasn't good, but I didn't know all the reasons why. So
1: so right there was like, okay, wait a minute. Hold on. It's an over-the-counter drug. I'm a person that doesn't even like to take ibuprofen right. unless I have to. you know. Right. And here I am putting an over-the-counter drug that technically changes the way my body works every day I'm putting this on. And I'm putting it on right next to my breast. And I have three friends that are diagnosed with breast cancer. So call me crazy, but if it looks like a duck, act like act a duck yeah. quacks like a duck, you know, maybe I yeah. don't want to have the duck. Yeah, You know, um, so I did what every normal human being would do. And I ran over to a local health food store and I bought a natural deodorant. And uh, I don't know if you've had this experience, but it wasn't good.
0: Yeah, I have. Yeah, like two <laughs> yeah. hours
1: later, I'm sitting in a meeting and I'm... Um, <laughs> you know, nice outfit on, full, that table full of men and women talking. And all of a sudden I just, I kind of looked around and went, is that really me? <laughs> you know, yeah. and your arms yeah. kind of clamped down and you're like, oh my God, that is me. And, you know, you don't want to hug anybody. You're, you're like, you're just sure. trying to beeline out. Sure. Like, you don't want to be animated. No, <laughs> like no, no, that. no. And I literally smelled like I just came back from Colorado, you know, singing Kumbaya with my buddies. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, no, no. So I went and bought my nice second deodorant and my third, and my fourth, and my fifth. And it was just nonstop. It was either they didn't work, um, they smelled like trees, I don't want to mm-hmm. smell like a tree. Yeah. Like, whose idea was it to put tea tree in everything? <laughs> it's good on my yoga mat. It is not good on my body. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The only kind of patchouli I want is the Tom Ford kind. Yeah. You know, like, really. So um, they didn't smell good. I had to put my hand in a jar or something, you know, and it would get under my nails, which was like gross. Yeah. And, um, or I had to take a rock and put it underwater and put it underneath, you know, it was so hard to switch, so hard to go natural. And I'm like, why is it so hard? Like, why can't it just be normal? Why can't it smell great? Why can't it look great? Because I don't know if you've seen some of the packaging that's out there. Yeah, I have. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I like my bathroom. You yeah. know, I like the packaging <laughs> I put out I there. I respect my bathroom I and do. the products in like, it. have yeah. you ever bought a product and you just want to put it on your counter, you yeah. know, and it just looks so pretty? It wasn't any of the deodorants I bought. You know, um, I always kept them underneath the counter because they didn't match my aesthetic. Yeah. And, um, I'm like, why can't it be pretty? Why can't it smell good? And then, by the way, can it work? Like all day. I remember there was one deodorant um, that was in Sephora, and I was so excited, and it was like about $20, and it smelled really good. It smelled beautiful. It had really pretty packaging. And I was applying it three, four times a day, and I thought that was normal. You know, but I just didn't want to believe that it didn't work for me, and it didn't work for me. And what I realized is, you don't have to reply, apply three, four times a day. You could actually have a great product that doesn't hurt you, that is completely natural, um, that looks great, that smells great, and is actually effective—if not more effective than what you were wearing before.
0: Now you're driven by this story of your three friends yes. and the fact that you have these three daughters that are at some point going to start wearing some kind of deodorant, now. antiperspirant. Yeah, and They're and you're like, now. well, how do I how do I resolve this? drug issue. Okay. That's one. And then you test out the products that are available and you don't like them for various reasons. How do you get to the point where there's that problem and you start a company? Like, uh, did, did you know you wanted to be an entrepreneur? And then you're like, I think I'll dabble here. Or was this an issue of circumstance and even sort of the inner activist in you who wanted to do something for your friends?
1: I think it was a little bit of both, you know, nobody wakes up in the morning and says, I want to be an entrepreneur because a lot of things that people don't tell you in starting a business is a lot of things that people don't tell you in starting a business. Yeah. You know, it's not all, not everybody is Steve Jobs, you know, not everybody's flying around on private jets and rocking it. And, you know, like I was thinking of the Lord song, you know, the tiger and chains. Yeah, you know, like it's not like that, right? You're working twenty four seven. It's uncertainty. It's you know how much revenue we're we bringing in this month. You know, there's a lot to do with it. So it wasn't exactly the path I wa- wanted to walk down. But what I realized is I actually owned a business before that. Um, I had a financial firm for ten years because I was a financial advisor for eighteen, and that's kind of independent because even though you work sure. underneath a platform you're pretty independent. You have to go get a client. Yeah, you're the one hustling. You're yeah. the one hustling, making your own um, money. And it was interesting. One of the best things that happened to me was when I worked for uh, Citigroup and, mm-hmm. um, and I had my boss come up to me and tell me that women should be barefoot and pregnant at home. And I actually said that was
0: the I'm best. sorry. Can we just – who are these people that we always hear an anecdote about in so many – I mean, interviews that we do, interviews that we listen to, who are they? And like, what are they not listening to the news? Are they not watching TV? This was a while ago. Okay. I'm, I'm but old. I'm still, so, wow, well, n- n- watch it. Hey, 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 I knew exactly what you were talking about earlier. remember that. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay.
1: So, um, you know, <laughs> and this, we're talking, this was, gosh, 17, 18 years ago. And now. how
0: did that come out? Just why are you in the financial industry? You should be at home?
1: You know, it AOS, it, it's a long story. Okay, um, I it, was probably it always not, not yeah. the easiest employee either. Okay. I, did, okay. I did demand a lot, and I was, you know, I I, I did well too, you know. Okay. And there was just, I got a brand new boss who didn't like the fact that I was kind of challenging him on stuff. And the last time I challenged him, and um, I had just gotten married, was pregnant, and uh, pregnant after I got married. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I sounded okay. kind of weird. Let, yeah. for, um, for your but, girls um, who are listening, just say, <laughs> um, but and, you know, it just came out. And I looked at him, and I was like, that is the best advice I've ever gotten in my life. Because it was. Because I walked right out that door and started my own financial firm. And if he didn't say that, I would have stayed there and probably put up with it and put up with it and put up with it. So little did I know I was a total entrepreneur. I mean, granted, I walked out, I drank about well, I didn't drink because I was pregnant, but I really wanted to. I had yeah. a glass of wine. Okay. Um, but it's okay. I ended up getting very sick. <laughs> you can talk about that. But um, I was terrified. But it was something in me that I guess it didn't scare me to start a business. Mm-hmm. Um, I already felt like I had one because I already had to go out and get clients, and mm-hmm. my income was solely based on what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, that it didn't scare me as much. So I didn't really know. What that meant, I just knew that I had to do it, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs—it's not them going, "I'm going to start my own business." They're going out there, going, "I just want to do this." Sure, you know, I can't go to sleep until I do do this. I can't. Figure There's this, this out. nagging. It's a nagging. You can't go to yeah. sleep. Yeah, yeah.
0: So okay, so now get us get us from okay. no good deodorant to like, do you start calling people that like make the products that are on the so, back and no. saying hello? Yeah.
1: Now this is interesting. Okay, because it got to the point where I, was, I I stunk really bad. Okay, I was going into a volunteer. I was volunteering at a kids um, uh, event. Yeah, and it was July, and it was really hot in Vegas. It, in Vegas, yeah, <laughs> and they had like no air conditioning, and I'm like, oh, I'm down. I'm just, I'm toast, right? So I looked at the women that I was volunteering with, and I go- I'm like, I have to tell you this. Like, I'm trying out a new natural deodorant, so if it, if it stinks, like it's me. Like, well, let's be up front with it, right? <laughs> I bathe, but it could be this, okay? And right. a friend of mine looked at me, and she goes, "Well, why didn't she make it?" She goes, "I make my own, and I don't smell." And I'm like, "What?" And I'm like, oh my God, I'm turning into, I'm going to turn into the woman who's making deodorant in her kitchen. What has happened to me? Like, I was not the girl that watched Pinterest. I looked at Pinterest twice and felt like a really bad mother. I did. (laughs) Like, I'm like, I can't do any of this stuff, right? I cannot frost cupcakes like that, right? Yeah. So I never looked at Pinterest. I wasn't huge on the, on watching bloggers. You know, if I had a moment of peace, because remember I ran a financial firm and I had three small kids as a single mom. Yeah. You know, um. I didn't have a lot of downtime. Like my happy place was reading people magazine when it came in once a week. Right. And, um, so I didn't know about this stuff. And so she, she came over to my house. She showed me how to make it. Um, and she just used a Pinterest recipe. Recipe. That was it. And I remember sitting there going, Oh my God this could be so much better. And I remember hers being really grainy and yellowish and there you go. And, you know, but it smelled good. And I'm like, there's a lot of great essential oils out there like we could play with this stuff. And I've always been a fan of cosmetics like, hello, most women are, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, I remember... And this is kind of funny. I remember years ago, somebody asked me, if you weren't a financial advisor, what would you be? And I go, oh, I'd be in the cosmetics industry. Really? Sure. I said that about, yeah, it was, it was about 10 years ago. I will never forget that comment. And I went, that would have been so fun, like, uh, to be in a business like that. And fast forward. And here you are. And here I am. And um, so I remember making it and having that moment of, oh, my gosh, I can make this better. Like, it just overtook me. I'm like, I can make this so much better. And I gave it to my friend Cindy to try out, right? And after I made like 45 different batches, my mm-hmm. kitchen you can walk into, there was no real food in there, but yeah. there was a lot of wax and <laughs> yeah. powders yeah. and flowers and stuff like that. And um, she was going through chemo at the time. And um,
0: was she one of the three? She's the first of the three, okay. actually. Okay. And
1: the breast cancer actually saved her life because they found the colon and ovarian at the same time. So, oh my gosh. Just a quick update. She's cancer-free. Oh, it's yay. her daughter Ainsley's birthday today. Oh. like And she's taking my kids on roller coasters right now in Vegas. So love it. like she's awesome. I mean. That's awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> she was going through early onset menopause from the chemo and everything else. And I gave her the deodorant. I remember I always bought a couple to give to her. And we'd always call each other like this one didn't work. Another yeah. one bites the dust, right? <laughs> and she called me crying. Couple days later, and I was like, "What happened? Like, what happened? Did you grow a limb? Like, what happened?" And she goes, "I don't smell." Oh. And I go, "What?" She goes, I, and then she's like crying and laughing at the same time because she's so happy. She was yeah. so happy. She smelled good, and it had been a long time. And she knew whatever she put on her body it didn't hurt her. And she was going through enough already. Yeah. And that's when I knew. This I is something. This. Yeah, that could change people's lives. It's freaking deodorant, right? I know, but it's it's <laughs> like, interesting
0: because it's we have had moments all of us where we see something in the market in the in a particular industry where we say somebody should really make that better. It's a different thing when you're like I'm the person that needs to make that better. When you really yeah. feel like I said that nagging or that call like it's it's on me. Oh, I'm no. the person.
1: I went to sleep thinking about formulas and labels and, uh, what it would look like in containers and every, like, I don't know what happened. It all flooded into my head. I didn't own a deodorant company at the time. I owned a financial firm and all I could think about was how do I mix this differently? How do I make it less this, less that, more this, more that? Then I'm like, who's going to buy it? I remember that. Who's going to buy it, Right. So I went through the proper channels, though, because you got to remember, I was a financial advisor. I worked with business owners. So I got a business license. I put in the trademark. You know, I I did a lot of the back backdoor stuff before we went forward. And um, when I launched it in May, so it's just... Two years ago, right? That's amazing. Um, when we launched it in May, I was like so happy when we got five orders. I remember that. I was like, oh my gosh. And it was like the worst website, <laughs> the worst <laughs> packaging, everything, right? I mean, it was ugly. Yeah. And But um, in spite
0: of that, you In got spite orders. of that, I just so, wanted yeah. to
1: see. I just figured, you know what? What am I going to wait for? for? I've never been one to wait for something to be perfect. -hmm. You know what I mean? If you Mm. wait for
0: something to be perfect, it's too late. I yeah. I think that's a that's the that's a sign of success. You just you it's, you know, the enemy. What is it that don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good enough. I always say you just gotta keep moving. And in that you iterate and you make the you pivot, you make new decisions about who your customer base is, your packaging, your ingredients, whatever. You got to keep moving so that you know how to how to it. you don't know what you don't know. You know what works yeah. for
1: you, but I don't know what works for you or for you. But you know what? If I put it out there, you're going to tell me and I'm going to fix it, hopefully. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah, exactly that. And I remember I, I took a little cooler and I went down to the strip in Las Vegas mm-hmm. with a cooler full of deodorants. And I started knocking on doors. I I swear to you. Knocking on spas. You're kidding. No, because, you know, one of the biggest things, like, I'm, like, I am such a brand snob. Snob. (laughs) That was a better word. Right? Uh, Yeah. Total brand snob in a Mm -hmm. sense of, like, I like my good brands, right? And there are certain stores that I bought brands from, and they didn't carry our products, but I couldn't knock on the doors, like, Sephora or Nordstrom's just yet, could I? You know, because they're big, and this is, I'm just starting out, and I'm, like, I'm in Vegas, and I'm local, and... Some great spas out here. What if they just put up a couple and we see how it does? And da da da. It wasn't that easy, of course. Okay, it never is. But we got one spa to say, listen, we love what you're doing. We love your story. We're love. We love that you're trying to do this. But we don't carry deodorants.
0: Well, that was. I was actually going to say, like, I don't really know a spa that carries. I looked at. Oh, there's plenty now. Really, Anniksen and Beverly Hills. By the way, we got to put a shout out for them. Nice. Um, So
1: um oh no there's plenty now and um and I, I thought it was the weirdest thing why would they not you're going in there and getting body treatments every time I've gotten a massage a scrub anything else I've sat in the spa in the pool and everything else what do you do when you get out you you're going to shower probably sure, right yeah, hey, yeah. what do you do when you get out of the shower you put lotion on yeah yeah what do you do on after that you, you put on put deodorant it, yeah, yeah but they don't sell deodorant no and I don't want to use their spray on. I was going to say
0: that there's, and then they have their spray on that's free. If right. you know if the spa is nice right. <laughs> that no, no, you can course. use. And you don't, if you, you know, don't. I don't want to use that. Yeah. I just mm-hmm. had three friends go through cancer. That's right. The
1: last thing I want to do is put that on. And by the way, the minute I'm going to walk out the door, I'm going to be smelly because I'm just that person. Right. Yeah. And, but they don't sell it. There's a gap there. Right. right. So I'm like, how do you guys not see this gap? And I had this brilliant uh, spa director. Uh, Shannon Marinari. I'm going to throw it out there. She's going to kill me for that. But um, at <laughs> a very, very prestigious spa, Four Seasons. Uh-huh. And she said, I love what you do. Um, I hate your packaging. I said, okay, so you're telling me that if I change my packaging, right, that you're going to bring it in. She goes, I'd give it a shot. Oh, I love Shannon. Cause that was a maybe. That wasn't a no. That was a maybe. Three months later, I sent it to her. I sent her a picture. We worked really hard on it to repackage it. Um, I'll tell you right now, when I sent her the picture, I still didn't even have the container. It was all on a computer. I was just hoping it would look like that when it came (laughs) in, right? (laughs) And um, we live and learn, right? And uh, she brought it in. when It did come in, and we had to tweak a few things, but it it did come in like that. And uh, we got it out there, and I showed up three days later to uh, do training. And I said, where would you guys put it? Like, you haven't put it out. You've been waiting for me. That's so sweet. She goes, we sold out.
0: Oh, my gosh. They sold out in two days. I was like, what? And she must she, have been shocked. Uh, I was mean, in shock. She, she and, Yeah. She had I, a hunch, but it doesn't sound like she anticipated that. No, but you know that. what,
1: though? She, she thought outside of the box, which I got to give her so much credit for. You know, um she had the power to do that, you know, in her company in, you know, yay four seasons and Mm -hmm. empowering their spa directors. I love that. And, um, she did it. She took a chance, you know, on this little company and just said, okay, well, we'll see. And you know, what I didn't know was that she switched herself too. she's our Frankincense peach girl. And she actually did an interview with American spa, um, October of this last year, and said, I don't leave the house without this. It's so, on your um, yeah. on the press page. Yeah, on yeah, our yeah. press page. I, and and she didn't tell us she did that. And oh, that's who very cool. knew that at that point that it would take it to that level? And that became the Germany.
0: So, so you initially were starting out by going to other retailers. Yes. You didn't intend to necessarily retail this on your own site, or was that also going to happen? We did, okay. but the site was not. Oh, that's like, right.
1: And, and not only that, for me, um, one of the biggest challenges I had was like figuring out websites, social, you know, well, social media is a whole different story, but yeah. um, oh, website, we'll get to that. Oh, we'll I, get know, to that. I know. <laughs> I know. But website in general, you know, I'm talking to all these website site designers and they want to charge me so much money to do this. And, you know, it, it's just I didn't know what they were talking about. Like I felt like they were speaking a different language. Consistently, I'm like, why can't you just put a picture of our deodorant up there? He goes, it doesn't work that way. You got this back end piece, this front end piece, this everything else. Sure. You know, fast forward two years later, I could I could definitely tell you how to put together a website. There's no question about it. You know, but we learned a lot, and that scared me. That scared me to almost a paralysis. You know, um, I think when people get scared, they're afraid to move. Mm -hmm. And I was afraid to move. Like we did this website and I remember we launched it and I didn't understand it and I didn't make it better. I didn't work on it because it scared me. Mm. So I didn't want to focus on that, you know. So we got it to a physical place. We had like about five retailers in the first month. Um, And then we put on, uh, we met an Amazon partner. And um, she was wonderful. And, um, she taught us a lot. She brought in our product and it went from selling five pieces to 25 pieces to 250 pieces to so on, to so on, so on. And, um, and really taught me as we did that whole process. So we were mainly Amazon spa, you know, small spa retailer, um, in our own website. And that was it.
0: Let me back up real quick because sure. there are going to be people listening that want to understand some of the just like you were talking about the back end front end on yeah. the on the website. Some people that are are not going to be clear exactly about what you're saying and and need to have that clarity. When you talk about the Amazon partner. Yeah. That was a retailer who brought your line in but was retailing on Amazon. Yeah. So um,
1: they're kind of a third party, right? you know, and there's a lot of third parties and a lot of people, oh, don't do that. Do it on your own. Uh, No, (laughs) no, no. Amazon's a whole beast. You got to look at Amazon as a store, kind of like you would look at Target or Nordstrom. Sure. You have to put Amazon in the same level. Okay. And within Target and Nordstrom's, they have buyers and they have, you know... Brand sure. ambassadors and everything else, and you got to look at that as somebody's got to do that for you on Amazon. You can't just put a product on Amazon and expect it just to sell.
0: That's right. You and, and it's it's only it's only meaningful distribution if people know it's there.
1: Absolutely. Otherwise, it's
0: buried in the millions of products that Amazon sells. Oh,
1: we were like one of thirty nine thousand deodorants, you know, like (laughs) how is anybody going to find freedom? Yeah. You know, so, um, it was, it was, I think one of the smartest things I did was to go with, uh, with Corey in, in the sense of she taught me a whole bunch. That's one, Mm -hmm. but not only that, like she managed that for me. Like she, I can't imagine brand new person going out there and trying to start a business get your retailers, get everything else, plus manage Amazon, make sure everything's okay and everything. She did all that for me. And yes, I had to make a concession. You know, we had to sell at wholesale to her, right? But um,
0: okay. Yeah. Like
1: really, it's, it's just like you're wholesaling to a store and they're taking care of it and they're growing. They grew us completely. Well, and
0: I think that's the other thing. Like a, a lot of times we think we want to hold on to 100% of whatever, but 100% of 10 is not very much. No. Ten percent of a hundred, ten percent of a thousand, ten percent of ten thousand go on and on is meaningful money. and it and and that is actually a business. Now you've got something to grow on for sure. So people need to sometimes shift their paradigm. There's a time and a season, I think, for both. But what I love about you is you knew in the first few months you understood this. You understood like my I need to scale, right That needs to be where we that's where our growth is going to come from. It's not going to be from creating different verticals. So even though well, you have that now and we'll talk about If you about
1: hire that. a sales team, you're going to pay your sales team that's and right. they're going to get you out to, to a wholesale that's right. account. Somebody's right? making Somebody's money. So do that it. margin is going Great. to somebody. So why don't you get somebody who's an expert to do it in, in that field? And you got to remember too, when you go on Amazon, you have Amazon fees, you have FBA fees. Mm-hmm. So really, I mean, it's just an additional fee on there. And if you price your product right and you did your research and you've got, you know, you know what your costs are and you know your no- your numbers. And if you did all that part right, then that's fine. You can and how did you come up
0: with pricing, having tried all those natural products that didn't have nice packaging? I'm looking at your packaging now, not just the individual, but the 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 kind of collective group package you have. Like, that's money. How yeah. did you know how to price yourself – when a lot of people in the green or natural product area are really looking, they, they don't care if it looks like, smells like trees and looks, a lot of them don't. I do. Right. I do. Right. I'm with you. Yeah. Um. So how did you figure that piece out? Because most of your competitors probably weren't as luxury minded right. as you. So
1: we have, there's definitely, there's competitors that are more expensive competitors that are less expensive. Sure. We're kind of right in the middle. And that was my goal. That's the first thing I looked at is, What are my competitors priced at, you know? Um, So I had to get a range. Like, here's my low end, here's my high end, right? Of the ones that I wanted to compete against. Let's put it that way, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So this is what I've got That's a really
0: important distinction, by the way. The ones you wanted to compete against. It wasn't that every single deodorant or antiperspirant was a competitor.
1: No. If you look at that, you're going to get boggled down in the whole sea of competition. You know what I mean? You really got to see, like, who do I want to be like? Mm-hmm. Like, who's my idol? You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to do what these guys are doing. Right. So I had to look at what are they doing? You know, and I wanted to fit somewhere right in the middle. I noticed there was a gap in the middle and there wasn't a lot of people in that gap. Uh-huh. So I figured that was my gap. So here's my X target number. Like, this is what I want to sell for. Okay. If that's what I want to sell for. Cut it in half. That's my wholesale price. Yep. If that's my wholesale price. What is my multiple for, for growth? And, it, you know, across the board, it's anywhere from three to five times yeah. is, is really the goal to be at. Um, I did my research. Again, I was, my background is finance. Um, even though I will tell you, coming in and starting your own business on this side in a totally different field, you forget a lot of stuff that you, you sure. do. Sure. Um, but, you know, and then I did a multiple against that. And I said, okay, let me back it up what do I have to do? What do the ingredients look like? And remember by this point too, I had already called a ton of manufacturers. I called a couple chemists. We had an idea. I knew the cost of this because I was making it already.
0: You know? So you, does that mean you could negotiate a little bit with them because you understood what, what those ingredient costs were? What about, So you were talking about having this multiple that you could sort of back into, but a lot of times that we get to that number based on volume. And when you're a startup, it's really hard to, you know, you know that if I buy 10,000 units, my unit cost is going to go down substantially. Right. And then my, then I can make that up margin wise in my wholesale uh, price or my retail price. But it's really hard to buy that sort of volume when you're first starting out. So
1: not really. So you, okay, okay. Yes and no. Like yes, obviously. You know, you're buying ten thousand pieces of one thing. You're gonna get a huge discount. Yeah, that's, a, that's a garage
0: like, full of deodorant if we don't sell it. Welcome <laughs> yeah, to my yeah, house yeah. for a long yeah, time. Yeah. I
1: actually kicked my daughter out of her room. We used yeah. her room as
0: storage because I have like good air conditioning uh-huh. in there. So you're um, like my college plan for you yeah. is going in this I'm room. Like, Trust me, give up your room. <laughs> yeah. It'll be worth it in the yeah. end, right? Yeah. So
1: um, you know, I think there is. A penalty for thinking small and a penalty for thinking big, you know, um, on both sides. And I think, again, it's that happy medium in the middle that if you call someone and you ask them, listen, I can't buy 500 pounds, right, of baking soda, right? But I could buy 50 pounds of it. What can you do for me? Can you help me on shipping? Mm -hmm. Can you help me on something else? And they'll say, well, if you buy maybe a couple other ingredients here, we'll give you a bulk discount. Mm -hmm. Great. You know, I... I looked a lot. And I also, when you when you go to order stuff online too, they'll always give you bulk discounts and you'll see it. And it's the biggest one that's usually the best one. Mm-hmm. Not the most pieces, but you'll see that maybe between 25 pounds and 75 pounds is the biggest drop in price, mm-hmm. you know? And then beyond that is only like 10 cents. But before that is like So $2. you were looking
0: for those sweet spots across yeah. the board yeah. to make and up for the price.
1: Absolutely. And then I kind of backtracked it of like, if I bought all of this stuff now, I would save X amount of dollars overall and I can make X amount of deodorants, you know, because we got a commercial kitchen in the beginning, you know, and so we kind of had an assembly line of making it ourselves. So we could buy in a little okay, bit more. backup. back up. So yeah.
0: getting a commercial kitchen is just getting the license for your kitchen in yep. your home or you work no. outside, outside in a commercial kitchen? I have to. Because there is a new, I can't remember what it's called, but people love. who are making like jams and things like that in their home and you can, at least in California, you can get an in-home permit right, to do that and sell those products. But we that's not that what you're like talking about. No,
1: okay. we okay. did that for a minute, right? At the very, 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 very beginning, mm-hmm. we did that for a minute, okay? But it, it cut, I have to be honest with you. You know, I have three kids, sure. right?
0: Um, No one wants peanut butter in there together. Nobody does, yeah.
1: you know? I mean, and not only that, I have friends that are like, oh, we get everything spotless and clean. And I'm like, but you can't. Like, mm-hmm. you really need a sterile environment. You really need to do nothing else in that environment, it's a great way to start. I, th- I recommend it to absolutely sure. everybody. It's a great way to start. But the minute that you can get it into a place where it's sterile, and now we've got manufacturers, of course, but it made such a huge difference just to go somewhere where we knew that it was cleaned up, it was taken care of, it was sterile, you know, and I, one, didn't have to destroy my house. I sure. still destroyed my house, but you know, yeah, it was there's, there's something to be said about that, you know? Um, and also too, you got to think of shelf life too, when you're using this stuff, you know, if you're making it in your house, do you know how to test it for your shelf life or anything like that? These are all things because I'll give you a great example. Do you know shea butter has got a six month, uh, shelf life if you get it organic? Mm -mm. Do you know what happens to it after six months? Mm -mm. It goes rancid. Mm. Don't you want that in your products? Yeah. You know, it's like, and how do you keep it cool? And how do you do this? And how do you do that? So,
0: Which all become issues when you can't have certain stabilizers based on chemicals because you're creating an all-natural product.
1: Absolutely. So, you know, we wanted to make the shift to the commercial kitchen just at least to make it on the cleaner side. And then we wanted to shift over to the manufacturer like that. Like we wanted to go as quickly as humanly possible because I did know we could do it better. And I did want to make sure that it was the best product that people could get out there too. So... In so many different ways.
0: I love the thoroughness of, of kind of from beginning to now, how you considered creating the product and giving, I mean, from the packaging, your own desire to have something that was pretty. Yeah. Um, influenced by your, the Four Seasons buyer desire right? <laughs> to have something that was pretty. But I, I love that there was consistency in that. And and also in you talking about your your background as a, in the financial industry and how... Growing that business that you had a cut you had customers, you had relationships, you had to build relationships, maintain relationships. Those are all things that have informed who you are as an entrepreneur. It doesn't change. It's yes. just it's, harder, it's, so it's much harder. Yeah, but it doesn't change in terms yeah. of you continue to cultivate those skills. So one thing I
1: forgot to leave out. Um yeah. I still ran
0: a financial. Wait, card. you forgot to leave out? I forgot <laughs> to leave it <that> out. <laughs> Yeah, or and when they, yeah, it out. Know, Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I the right I, you said no, so I like right. that. But
1: um, I ran the financial firm when I was doing it for a whole year. I worked. I did both. Yeah. So it was wow.
0: It was as a single top, mom.
1: As a single mom, they've got. I, listen, I have a great ex husband. You know. Yeah. So he was he was really diligent on helping me out with the girls and stuff like that. But it was you know you come home and you're at home That's... alone with three kids and they're on you. You
0: know, there's no, hey, I'm going to research this. No, email which means this. you're staying up trying to do this stuff at crazy hours. Oh, and I then don't... you're getting up early to right. do your other job. And
1: then my mom wanted me
0: to find a man. Anyway, okay. so we're, we're, we're going to put that aside. the but, but mom, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the funny thing is you're doing that around the clock. I mean, that's all I was doing until I was about a year ago in March um, that I sold the financial firm finally and bought myself some freedom to really build the business that I wanted to build.
0: That's awesome. I love. I love that it was, um, the opportunity was there. You took advantage of not only the opportunity that you know where you saw some negative space in the market, like oh right. I can create something, but the opportunity that you had created in the seventeen years of growing a financial industry. You were like I right. could continue to do this. You were obviously successful, but you know what? I feel like m- that nagging to do something else. This is an, this this gift of being able to financially having the mind to having cultivated some of the skills to and having the financial freedom to and that doesn't I don't mean to say that you were flying around on jets oh, I God, just mean no. to say that you you could take that risk
1: I could I could go you know a year or two and not have to necessarily collect an income you know yeah. and be able to put that right back into the company um it's not forever um yeah. it you know it still scares the heck out of me sure. you know at times and um but yeah I mean What I didn't know is I built my last business to build this business. Mm. And that's when I look back on it. And that's when I'm like, wait a
0: minute. That's, I was really, like you said, I was building my own freedom. Speaking of Steve Jobs, we're going to go back to him. I think in his Stanford Stanford, um, commencement speech uh, that you can Google, YouTube, whatever, uh, he says that it's not until we are able to look back that we can kind of connect the dots. And, and I think that's so true. Like you're able, you didn't know that as a financial advisor. Right. Yeah. Um, You didn't know that. But then in retrospect, you can say, oh my gosh, that the intention of that was to build for this and for this future. And Perhaps there's even another intention beyond deodorant, which we're going to get into in in a second. I was just going to say that. I was like, what am I putting out there now? It's like I'm
1: very carefully washing everything. Yeah.
0: Let me just ask you that really quickly. So, you, in addition to the deodorants, you've got this body spray, you've got um, the lip bones, lip Lip bones. Yeah. And so I have to believe that you're sort of like building an empire in the green space around beauty products. Is that the intention? Is it like, I kind of like this space. I think I want to play in it a little bit more. So you're asking me if I want to rule the world? Yeah. Um, okay. Yes. yes a with me. I, with I, together. Come with okay. me. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I have my daughter Stella. It's yeah. so funny.
1: She reminds me of like you know what is that? That evil. Uh, oh yeah. Um. Doctor Evil. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What is know. his name with the uh, weird cat? Thing. Austin Powers. Yeah. Austin Dude, Powers. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it's so funny. I always looked at her and I go, "You're going to rule some small country at some point <laughs> in time." I just hope it's for good and not yeah. evil, right? It is. So it is. It is. We're putting it out there. Um. You know. I grew up again, uh, you know, immigrant Jewish girl, like Estee Lauder was out. I remember, yeah. you know, we love the Estee Lauder products and everything else. And looking back at those journeys and listening to a lot of these amazing women that have built these companies. And I would love to even be considered to, to be in that category mm. with them. You know, um, we are building out new products, mm-hmm. um, I can't really talk about them just yeah. yet, but there will so be one So that just debut. means we have to go on the site and right. stay tuned. Right, right. Stay tuned. Um, follow our freedom journey. Yeah. Um, but there are going to be newer products, I think, that are – I don't think I know Okay, um, that will be coming out. I know we've got something coming out in the next six weeks. That's going to be pretty revolutionary and cool. Okay. Um, and then we are
0: expanding beyond the deodorant side. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. We will stay tuned for that. If you could go back and just give yourself one piece of freedom. So a uh, one piece. of freedom.
1: <laughs> See, I love it. We're one ready piece, you over one piece that you <laughs> are one piece
0: of advice. So go back to the, you know, the, the beginning of this two years ago And give yourself one bit of wisdom, advice, encouragement, what would it be? I don't know
1: if there would be one thing, but I think the most common thing that I'm starting to find is trust myself. Yeah. I know that sounds so weird because I'm a pretty strong woman and stuff, but I had a lot of people come in and tell me how to do things and I listened to them. And when I listened to them, I gave them my power a little bit. Mm -hmm. And um, because I thought they knew better and because they were in the space Mm -hmm. and it, it never led to anything good. I have to be honest with you, you know, and, um, we were just talking, you know, somebody called me ignorant the other day, um, because I didn't read an email and I said, I did read the email. It just didn't make sense. So mm-hmm. if I'm the ignorant one, maybe you just don't know how to put together stuff, Yeah. you know, and, um, it, but it's interesting because two years ago, I actually probably would have listened to them and said, okay, well, all right, then you could do it. Or, you know, given people a lot of, yeah, just trust myself. Mm -hmm. Like I'm okay. Just because I've never been in the beauty field doesn't mean I don't know what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. you know? And just because somebody else built a a bank, you know, or something like that doesn't mean that they're that much smarter than me. You know, um, this is my business. I got it to where it is. I want smart, amazing, great people around me, you know, but I got to learn how to trust
0: myself a little bit more. I love that. I think all of us can stand to hear that. So Liberty listeners, you got to stay tuned for the rest of the goods on social media and everything that freedom has built. So we're going to say goodbye for now. Ira, thank you. This was awesome. And we'll be back in just a bit. See you next week. Liberty Sessions is broadcast on all platforms, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review Liberty Sessions on Apple Podcasts. It helps us to know if these episodes are inspiring and equipping you to launch and grow your own ventures. You can also find us every day on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, at Liberty For Her. And please leave a comment using the hashtag Liberty Sessions. We want to hear your thoughts, suggestions, and brilliant ideas. Liberty Sessions is produced by Netta Jones and Elizabeth Wyndham, and music by Jordan Flower.